When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Checking in from Auburn, Alabama, it's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with Managing Editor David Cunningham live here from Auburn, Alabama, to preview the Hokies and Tigers coming up in the inaugural ACC-SCC Challenge. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. All right, so as we mentioned, got myself, David, and Jack Brizendine here on site in Auburn. And David, as I bring you into this, I got to ask you, how's the trip been so far? How was your week in Orlando? You got some lightsabers at Disney. Kind of recap it all for us so far. Yeah, it was good. Um, very busy. Uh, you know, some people might look at it and go, oh, "Okay, you got to be in Auburn, or you got to be in Orlando for um, you know a week." Yeah, it was. It was nice. The weather was nice. I can't complain about that. Um, but it's a lot of work. Um, I covered three basketball games the men played uh boise state on thanksgiving night so i had thanksgiving i don't want to say by myself but i ate it you know ate thanksgiving dinner at the arena before tech played um hung out with people like mark berman who was down there for the run of times uh so i i wasn't alone for thanksgiving i had some journalism pals here and there people that i met and interacted with but i wasn't with my family which kind of stunk but covered that game thursday night Tech played Iowa State Friday night. Saturday, I was still working. I remotely went and watched um, the Virginia Tech-Virginia football game. I went to uh, the Gaylord Palms where the men's basketball team was staying, and I watched with um, some of the folks, some of the support staff, I should say, and some of the other men's basketball donors went and watched the game with them. I will say Bruce Garns, uh, the equipment guy for Virginia Tech men's basketball, obviously long time, uh, good friend of the Beamers and the Bolins, and uh, he was loving the lights show that Virginia <laughs> was putting on uh, on television. Uh, it was really fun. It was, it was fun to watch the game with them because I wasn't sure where I was going to watch the Tech EVA football game. My hotel did not have the ACC network, so oh, okay. it was nice that I could go to the Gaylord Palms and hang out with those guys and hang out with a bunch of bunch of Tech people that are, were very into the game and watched that. And obviously, I edited Andy and Chris's stuff. Um, and then I covered the men's game Sunday afternoon. Along with that, I wrote three three takeaways stories, so six stories plus two women's basketball stories covering them remotely, listening to Evan Hughes, uh, my good friend, call the games on the radio. I thought he did a great job um, covering it for everybody kind of down in the Cayman Islands for all those people that didn't want to pay to watch the game on Flow Hoops. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> lots of stuff there. Then, then Monday was kind of nice. I went to Disney Hollywood Studios, and then park hopped over to Magic Kingdom, spent the entire day out there. Uh, I believe I walked over 12 or 13 miles, like 25,000 steps. Um, Nice exercise, because I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, like, I'm inside. 
I'm I'm working. I'm on my computer a lot of the time, all day, every day, and I do get to go out and exercise, but I'd like to do it more. Uh, and work kind of comes first at mm-hmm. times, and that was nice because it was able. I was able to, in the middle of basketball season, football season, which doesn't really happen often, decompress a little bit and go and spend the entire day enjoying fun at the parks. Yesterday, we obviously drove to Auburn. You guys sat in the back seat. Well, I did the driving. We'll drive. We'll drive some to LSU on the way back. It, it's going to be a long yeah, trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I I didn't write anything yesterday because I was driving the six or seven hours to to Auburn and then tomorrow after we cover uh, the, the men's game against Auburn tonight we'll go to uh, Baton Rouge uh, and obviously the women play tomorrow night on Thursday um, Tim Mulkey actually announced earlier today before we recorded this that Angel Reese will play so yes. uh, that's that's going to be really interesting um, but yeah it's been it's been very very busy very fortunate to have um my, you know, great boss and Will uh, and and coworkers and Andy and Chris and obviously you and Jack along for the ride that everybody kind of helps make my journey easier and I don't have to you know I still obviously am very very busy but I uh, don't have to stretch myself too thin here and there at times and uh, yeah I'm very excited very honored to be able to cover a lot of basketball and hopefully we get some really good basketball games today and tomorrow before we head back to Blacksburg because Tech Men's Basketball Season opener in the ACC in ACC play is uh, Sunday against Louisville. So yes. lots of basketball here over the next couple of days. Even though uh, we've left Orlando, it's it, and just for clarity too. Now it, it, it's a great time of year. So Jack and I flew down to Orlando Monday, spent Monday night at Disney Springs, and then hopped in the car with David yesterday to drive up drive up here. It was much cheaper to fly into Orlando. People keep asking me why would we fly down to Orlando to to drive up here, but it was so much cheaper. Got to spend a night at Disney. Stopped by Florida yesterday in Gainesville, which is cool and. Now we're here in Auburn, Alabama, and we're sitting here in our hotel room seeing the, 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 the Tiger, I think it was like the Tiger trailer, the bus come through here, the BT. So we're getting the full college experience here in Auburn, Alabama. So for the first time, we're coming to you from a hotel room. We got to try Whataburger last night here in Auburn. I, I give it like a six and a half out of ten, but there's, there's yeah, plenty Jack, to discuss. Jack liked it more than we did, but yeah, we had, we had, uh, we had Whataburger. It was fine. Uh, or above average. Good serving size, I'll say that. But yes, yes, uh, yeah. Um, I, we're here for the basketball, not the food. Yes, no doubt about that. Well, let's get to the hardwood. Virginia Tech and Auburn tonight in Neville Arena and the inaugural ACC SEC Challenge. First time these two teams have met since 1999, and David, it should be a pretty interesting matchup. Yeah, I think this is probably the best team Virginia Tech has played yet. And some people might say, "Well, Florida Atlantic was really good." Yeah, Florida Atlantic returned just about everybody from a Final Four team last year, but this Auburn team is probably more talented and deeper. Um, I think Florida Atlantic is very, very good, but this game is also on the road, too. That game was at a neutral site. And yeah, it was kind of a Florida Atlantic home game a little bit because FAU, you know, that FAU's from Boca Raton, and that game was in Orlando. So um, this game is Virginia Tech's first true road test. Hokies went 2-1 and one in, in Orlando. Now they come to... to the Plains, and they, they need to get a win in the ACC-SEC Challenge. Coming into tonight, SEC leads 4-3. Um, impressive showing by a couple schools like Syracuse yesterday. Blew the doors off LSU. Um, obviously, the women's ACC-SEC Challenge starts tonight. The, the ladies, Tech women, will play tomorrow uh, against LSU on the road. Um, but, yeah, this is a big challenge for Virginia Tech men's basketball. You go on the road to Auburn, 
a team that is has been very, very good under Bruce Pearl. He's in his ninth season at the helm. Went to a Final Four back in 2019. That same year, Virginia Tech went to a Sweet 16. This is a very good program that has recruited at a high level. Bruce Pearl's got four, five, four five stars in the last four years, in the last four recruiting classes, you know, dating back to 2020. Um, he recruits at a high level. He brings in transfer portal guys. Uh, this is a very experienced team, too. Basically, all juniors and seniors outside of maybe one sophomore and then one true freshman who starts and is, and is a former five-star and plays very, very well. So this is a going to be a very, very, very talented test for Virginia Tech. And a deep team is the Auburn Tigers, a 10-man rotation, and what a presence on the inside with Janai Broom. He's going to be the the maybe the biggest test for Lynn Kidd um, for now until Kidd maybe plays Armando Baycott in North Carolina. There aren't many bigs in the ACC, I think, that, that are probably as good as Broom. Um, Vladislav uh, Goldin, who who played for Florida Atlantic, he was a seven foot one center. He's a different kind of challenge, very athletic. Um, Broom is he is one of I think one of the best post players um, in the country. Baycott and maybe Norchad O'Meara of Miami and PJ Hall, like there are a couple good bigs in the ACC. Um, he's probably right up there with them, and, yeah. and I think this is going to be the first big challenge in terms of a big who will will, will be on the floor for the majority of the game. Like Goldine, um, or Golden, he he's he was good for Florida Atlantic, but he's not necessarily their go-to guy. Sure. He's he's kind of a, a guy who um, is a good all-around player. Very athletic, but not necessarily a number one option. Broom is the number one option. And so this is kind of going to be an interesting test in terms of punch for punch between Tech and, and Auburn. This is maybe Linkid's biggest test in the calendar year of 2023. Uh, Tech doesn't play North Carolina or, or Duke or, I mean, Kyle Filipowski obviously is very, very yeah. good at Duke. But some of these challenges are not going to be until January or February. This is probably the first test this year where Lynn Kidd is going to really be challenged. Curious to see how Melijah Poteet factors in to defend Broom. But, but Broom kind of makes Auburn go. They've got a good backcourt. They're very well-rounded, very deep. But Broom is kind of the, the big person to watch out for. 15 points a game, 8 rebounds. Yeah, that, that's certainly a low down low for sure. The Tigers come in 4-1, and one, pick 6 in the SEC in the preseason poll. They lost the season opener to Baylor in South Dakota, but since then they've won 4 in a row and went 2-0 and oh at the Legends Classic with two dominating wins over Notre Dame and St. Bonaventure. So likely would be a quad one victory later in the season if the Hokies ever get the job done. Curly, 8.5 point underdogs, and you had two really good showings in Orlando, but how much of this is an opportunity for Virginia Tech, and if the Hokies are to get the job done, how much can this be a resume builder for the NCAA tournament? Yeah, this is huge. It will be a quad one win unless Auburn was somehow to drop out of the top 75 because you're on the road, road so yeah. it's it's 1 through 75 for a quad one game. This is not a game that will hurt Virginia Tech's resume sure. if Tech loses this game. So I look at it as a you're playing with house money a little bit here. You went two and one in Orlando. You got two big wins. You played good defense. You come into this game. You're an eight and a half point underdog according to Vegas. You're not really picked to win anywhere. I don't think Virginia Tech is going to win this game, but I do think Tech can pose some big challenges. 
the biggest thing is that Auburn is a very good three-point defensive team. Auburn defends the arc very, very well. One of the best in the country. Again, very athletic. Kind of a, a better Florida Atlantic team in some areas. Um, Tech did not shoot the ball well against FAU. Don't be surprised if Tech does not shoot the ball again on Wednesday against Auburn because of, of how good of a defensive team Auburn is. And then I would say, on the other end, Auburn is much more well-balanced. I wrote earlier today that this is maybe the best balance, most balanced team in the entire SEC. You've got some very, very good defensive teams in Tennessee, uh in Mississippi State, you've got some good offensive squads in Alabama and Texas A&M and Kentucky. This Auburn team is probably the best of both worlds, and I think Virginia Tech is going to learn a lot about itself today, tonight, against Auburn, even if it is a loss, because you get that experience of A, playing on the road, and B, playing quality competition. Because, again, keep in mind... This team needs, yes, needs and wants to respond from that that tough, tough thirty-four point loss to Florida Atlantic, where it it kind of did not look like the the guys were there and locked in, and that they really wanted to be there for the last little bit of the game, and it showed on the defensive end. I think the biggest thing is Tech needs some confidence back a little bit before it goes home and plays. Louisville in the ACC opener. That is a big game. And and I know Louisville's not a great team, but that is a game you need to win, and I expect Tech will win, to get on the right foot in the ACC. And I think, again, this is a quadrant one opportunity. Don't expect Tech to win, but you can learn a lot and you can gain a lot of confidence from playing a game like this. If you come out and you play the scout right and Auburn is just a better team and comes out and beats you, that's that. But you need to come out and, and play with confidence, and, and even if you're not playing well, even if you're not winning the game, you need to be able to kind of stay locked in a little bit because it's a four, you know these are 40-minute basketball games, if not longer. You can't just kind of play for a half, and then when the other team goes on a big run, just kind of fall out of it and, and let them run away with the game. You have to be able to stay in these games, and even if it's a 10-15 point loss. And I, I'm not sure what the result's going to be tonight. I think Tech has a chance to win. It's going to be tough, and it's going to require a lot from everybody. Uh, but but again, I think Mike Young will will know a lot more about his team once he leaves Neville Arena tonight. Definitely a telling stretch for sure with the ESPN Events Invitational. You go to Auburn, conference opener with uh, Louisville, I should say, next Sunday in Castle Coliseum. So definitely a telling stretch, and we'll find a, find a whole lot more out about the Hokies over the next few days. Real quickly, I want to hit on something football-wise before we end up going. Daquan Wright, he's in the transfer portal. Do you have any reaction to that, and do you maybe expect any other entries over the next few days? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with the transfer portal is NIL is such a big factor now. And you don't know what kind of NIL opportunities kids might have at other schools. A lot of people might think the grass is greener somewhere else. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm, I mean, maybe I am a little bit that he is deciding to leave after having such a big role for Virginia Tech. But people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And and again, this is... I will say this to all the fans who are wondering why is Daquan Wright leaving? Is this something to worry about? I would say I don't think so. Virginia Tech has a good tight end in, in Benji Gosnell right behind him. And 
If Tech needs a tight end in the portal, Brent Pry and the staff have shown a good ability to go and get quality players from the transfer portal. And if NIL happens to be a factor, so be it. But um, I, I think Tech has shown that it is it is able to compete on the NIL stage and that it is able to compete in the transfer portal and on the recruiting trail and, and getting better in all of those areas, obviously. But this is a, a team that won six games this year. Going to a bowl game, that's a positive. Now, you're not going to be able to retain everybody. And if, yeah. and, and I would expect a couple other people to leave here and there because maybe they think that, again, the grass is greener elsewhere. That doesn't mean it is, but people are being influenced by their families, by their friends, by those close to them, by the opportunities they think they may have in the future. And when stuff like that happens, there's not a whole lot you can do. If you're Brent Pry and a a player comes to you and says, Coach, I think I want to leave. I think maybe there's more NIL money out there for me or there's, you know, there are better opportunity out there. And I think Chris Coleman hit the nail on the head with this earlier. He wrote a story, and I advise everybody to go check it out on TechSideline.com, about people Virginia Tech has targeted in the transfer portal. And he made a point that don't be surprised if wide receivers end up transferring out because Virginia Tech is such a run-heavy offense. There are only so many catches to go around. If if a player says, hey, I'm going to transfer out because I want more catches, there's only so much you can say because there are a lot there you know again there's only so much of the ball that can go around and um you know say Daquan Felton, Jalen Lane, Ollie Jennings all come back next year for whatever reason. Well, Virginia Tech is pretty stacked at the wide receiver room. Same with Steven Gosnell. There are a lot of good wide receivers there. If, if a young wide receiver leaves because that person thinks that, the again, the grass is greener and that there are more opportunities elsewhere, might not be true, but if that's what they think is in their best interest, so be it. And I, I, I will say this to end it. Virginia Tech is in a fine position, and... I don't know if there's anything like there's a long way to go in terms of the transfer portal. Virginia Tech will will lose guys. Virginia Tech will pick up guys. It'll giveth. It'll taketh. That's just the way it's going to work now. But I think you have to, if you're a fan, you have to trust in what Brent Pry is doing. He's shown an ability to turn this team around using the transfer portal. And yes, Tech might take some hits, but what Tech will um, Tech will make some splashes as well. Virginia Tech and Auburn coming up tonight from Neville Arena in Auburn, Alabama. 9.15 Eastern Time, 8.15 Central Time. What is the television network, remind me? ESPN2. ESPN2. So ESPN2 for the Hokies and the Tigers tonight from Auburn. David, before we go, I know you already uh, posted your preview on TechSideline.com, but what's coming up on TSL the rest of the week from both here in Auburn and Baton Rouge? Yeah, I'll have a, a three-takeaway story tomorrow after the game. Um, I'm very interested to just kind of see how this one will play out. And then I'll have an LSU preview. I'm going to try to write some of it today, finish it up tomorrow morning before we hit the road. That one is a 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central tip on ESPN on Thursday night. Um, have a three-takeaways story after that. Obviously, Will, and Will Chris, Andy, um, they'll have plenty of of football stuff. Obviously, there's not a lot of stuff going on right now. Very, yeah. very quiet week. Mostly just basketball heavy for us. Will and Chris, or it, it, I should say Chris and Andy, um, will have a have some football stuff here or there for us. Virginia Tech will know its bold destination on Sunday, maybe a little bit before that, depending on how some of the games play out. Andy wrote a good bowl primer. Uh, I believe it came out on Tuesday that you should go read. So 
lots of good stuff over at TechSideline.com and advise everybody to go check it out. And obviously, I'll have plenty of, of stuff on TechSideline um, covering Virginia Tech men's and women's basketball here over the next uh, couple of days or so. And you know, come Saturday, we will be we're not we're driving back from Baton Rouge, the three of us, me, you, Jack. Uh, we're driving back part of the way Friday and then part of the way Saturday. Um, I'm hopeful I'm going to be able to put out a a preview of the Louisville game, but I'm not sure if I will because it's a, it's a Sunday game. So we'll kind of see how that all that all plays out, and a lot might depend on how the result is tonight. For sure, I'll have a, a three takeaway story, but it's basketball season and it's fun. And uh, again, very honored and appreciative of Will giving us giving me the opportunity to go travel to all these um, events. Feels weird that I'm gonna be gone. From Blackburn yeah, for another week and a half, we, another half couple of days. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the time I get back, I'll be gone for almost two weeks at that <laughs> point. So, uh, hope everybody's enjoying the nice cold weather in Blacksburg. I certainly enjoyed the yeah. seventy degrees in Orlando. It was it was cold though. The day we left, it was it was fifty five degrees. I went to the gift store, and the lady was like, "I'm so cold." And meanwhile, it's twenty five degrees in Blacksburg. Yeah. So, I guess lucky us. But David, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll see you tonight, obviously, at the arena and. Should have some more TSL Todays here over the next few days. Jack Rosenine and I, I think we're, we're going to do a quick TSL Today recap podcast after the game tonight. Hopefully a Hokies win tonight here in Auburn. And then on top of that, we'll quickly preview the Hokies and LSU tomorrow from Baton Rouge. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill. And that was your Wednesday installment of TSL Today.